MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Hi everyone, it's Amanda Rieger Green. Welcome to Soul Sessions, where we go soul to soul, connecting with our human selves and our higher selves to find a greater sense of alignment, peace, ease, happiness, joy, and healing in all the ways that we show up in life, finding deeper meaning and purpose, and learning from one another. Today, I am thrilled as we continue our discussion around intuitive development to talk to an amazing client of mine, a long-term client, a woman who has not only become my friend, but is an inspiration personally, professionally, and spiritually, and an exceptional example of the ability to apply intuition in all facets of life. A woman who shows up, who has done the personal and spiritual work, who has committed even in the tough times through personal adversity, professional adversity, spiritual adversity, health challenges, a myriad of things that we all go through, relationship stuff. But she continues to show up, not losing faith and not losing hope, and not only inspires me, but really is a great testament to how Cultivating intuition and using it on a day-to-day basis can really make a difference and expand, again, not only our consciousness, but the way that we live, the way that we see the world, and the way that we engage with it. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you. It's so exciting to be here, and I'm so excited that you're doing podcasts now. Yes, me too. Me too. Well, thank you for that intro. For me, I spirituality and kind of my love affair with the metaphysical started when I was really young. And I think like most people just sort of diving into religion and philosophy really started making me question what more is out there, which kind of launched my curiosity into the spiritual. I really sort of fell away from that as I kind of got more into my human and into my life and in my adulthood with relationships and career and the whole thing, 
but I had a, a pretty significant life event of a pretty um, hard breakup in late 2019. And it made me absolutely re-examine kind of everything in my life. And that's when I started working with you and really taking my spirituality far more seriously than I had done in many years and really started looking for that sense of community and kind of what what is this thing called spirituality? What does that mean to me? How does that apply to my life? And really making some drastic changes to my perspective and how do I approach all parts of me, health, the, the human side, the career side, how I engage with my family, with my friends. And so that has kind of led me on this path where I am today. And it's been uh, incredible working with you for almost three years, over three years, I think. Yeah, (laughs) it's amazing. Thank you for sharing that because the parallels in our story, I have always been a seeker and a searcher. You know, my background, I have an undergraduate degree in religion and theology, and I chose that over biology. I didn't know that until I got to school, but looking back, I had that same hunger and thirst for spirit, for understanding what that meant, but I didn't really know how to apply it until I had a life event too. And I feel like that is such a cornerstone that motivates us, that pain that motivates us into action. It can be a rock bottom of any sort or a painful relationship, any kind of struggles professionally or personally, alcoholism and addiction, losing a loved one, lots of things can motivate us, but a lot of times it's something painful. And saying something's got to give, something's got to change. And I remember us connecting and you working to sift through just a myriad of emotions. And apart from all the thoughts and the perspectives, all of the emotions underlying what you were feeling. And so much of it was stuff from childhood. I know that's the way it is for me, but I know personally from you, a lot of it stemmed in childhood beliefs, conditioned behaviors, environments, certain archetypes that we take on. And I've seen so much of that evolve in you. So tell me a little bit about how cultivating your intuition has impacted your personal and professional life. What are some of the things early on that are probably still cornerstones of your personal and spiritual practice, but how did it impact you personally and professionally? And the reason I ask professionally is because so much of my identity has always been wrapped up in profession. And I know today that that's not necessarily who I am. I'm so much more than that. And I I know that that is something that we have in common. Our professional identity gave us our meaning, our purpose, our credentials, our reputation in the world. And there was so much that was underdeveloped. So that's why I ask that question, because I think that will resonate with a lot of people, especially those who are so driven and overachieving. I think it, it will be helpful if you share a little bit of your insight around that. Sure. Yeah. So for me, kind of getting really deeply serious about my spiritualism, my spiritual journey, and then just development of intuition, I think started first with taking real accountability and showing up for myself. And, you know, we talked about relationships or addictions, whatever it is, the the triggering catalyst for you kind of reclaiming that spiritual journey Um, For me, it was really asking myself, you know, how do I show up for myself and what the the codependency aspect of the relationship that I had and what did it mean now that I didn't have it? And you're absolutely spot on with the, the career development. Not only was it my worth 
in my comfort zone, it often gave me that confidence that I felt like I needed. I could be a certain person at work in the professional environment. Um, and then at home, I was, you know, just not really doing the things that I needed to do or showing up for myself in the same way. So cultivating that, that personal journey, I think first started with really accepting responsibility for my part in my decisions that had led me to that point in my life and accepting that the universe, the higher power is supporting me and in all aspects of my life, not just professionally, not just personally, but really accepting that there is this support that's there if I can tap into it consistently and holding myself to that um, and developing practices that are very consistent with that intention, really pairing you know, meditation, finding a community. I joined a psychic development circle that was very important for my, my growth, particularly early on, finding mentors that I trusted that could help me sort of think through those bigger thoughts and those bigger problem sets. And over time, I was, I was very hesitant. I was still compartmentalizing my personal life and my spiritual journey and my spiritual thoughts, and then my career. And over time, it started leaking in because when you really take ownership for your spiritual journey, it all you you become one whole person. It doesn't you're this person in, in this aspect, this person in that aspect. And in my professional life, what's been really interesting to me, particularly working in an office environment, is how many people resonate. When you take a second and you read their energy and you sort of say, you know what, let's go for a walk. Maybe we don't need to work on this project right now. Maybe we don't need to have this conversation right now. How are you doing? And connecting on a human level, it really elevates the type of development and performance that you get out of your peers, that you get out of employees that really are looking up to you for guidance. And that's something that has been just in the last year and a half really coming to the forefront. You know, you have just given so much amazing wisdom to, first off, recognizing your codependencies in certain areas because so many of us exhibit that trait because it's just natural it's safe but taking real accountability I love that you didn't just say accountability real accountability committing and accepting responsibility those are huge the catalyst taking real accountability accepting responsibility and trusting that there is something greater bigger God higher power the universe our souls, our higher consciousness, guiding and directing us and waiting for us to engage in dialogue. So all of that is coming together. But what you also said just now that I think I want you to dive into a little bit more is stopping and working with someone, whether it's a colleague, a friend, a family member, pausing and reading their energy. Tell me more about that because we all read energy differently. We all have different gifts. Some of us are more clairsentient, meaning Clair meaning clear, sentient meaning feeling, clairvoyant, clear seeing, like where we can see people's energy or different colors or what what might be out there projecting for us. It's just the way that we envision things. Clair audience, we hear things. Clair cognizance, we know things. How did you recognize you were reading energy, and especially even in a work in a work setting, which I know intellectually and professionally, you have been taught to do that on a psychological level, but on a personal level, on an energetic or a spiritual level or an intimate level, an interpersonal level, how did you recognize you were reading energy or to even pause to do that? 
Yeah. I love that you say recognize that you were doing that because that's really important. Um, I had been doing that for years and thought that everyone did that in meetings in a room full of people. I thought that everyone sort of operated that way. And so it, it's not something that I ever really did consciously until I realized that I was actually doing that, just like you would read someone's facial expression or hear the tone of their voice. It is tapping into another sense that you have and sort of go, wait a minute, we're having actually a different, we're having one conversation, but we're really having another conversation and bringing that in. And sometimes it comes in as simply a feeling. And the discerning of what is my energy and what is someone else's energy has been really important uh, in the development of my intuition and sort of taking a breath and going, wait, why am I feeling anxious right now? Is that my anxiety? Is that their anxiety? Why am I feeling upset or angry? Is that me or is that them? Everyone has the ability to do this. And if you are more conscious about I want to read this person, not just with my eyes, not just with my ears, but with my heart and my intuition, it starts to become something that is like completely second nature. You know, there's so much juice and wisdom and nuggets that you are offering, especially for anyone who is a little bit stuck, who maybe has been developing their intuition for a while. These are good reminders for all of us, but if you're just getting started, Sarah is offering such a beautiful and clear pathway to paying attention, getting present. Uh, And you know I love the word recognize because to me it's recognize, really rethink, reprocess the way you see or experience something. It's a shift in perspective. It's an awareness. It's an awakening. And so recognizing to me is just a, a massive gateway to lots of changes and evolution and growth in our consciousness and, and the way that we engage and interact. But one of the things that you said that I think will resonate with a lot of people, and certainly, certainly I understand, and this was a very awakening moment for me, I have the ability to read energy, but I also, I hear people's thoughts and feelings and emotions because it's it's just always downloading in a myriad of ways. And I didn't understand how to do that until I began to slow down and listen and feel and recognize my thoughts, recognize my emotions, recognize my posture, my body language, the feelings or sensations in my physical body, and then tap into energy. But I would be in a business meeting or a room of people and I could hear everything they were saying. And I used to get downloads and and be able to guide and direct a room in a way that was organic and uplifting and natural. But I too thought everybody could do that. And I had never asked the question. I thought those were just natural senses, but I never stopped to engage or recognize that I was incorporating my intuitive gifts in my professional gifts, in my interactions with people. And I was already a vessel or a channel for spirit, but then recognizing, wait a minute, this is an extra sense, an extra sensory ability that I am not recognizing and cultivating. That is such an important footnote that you just made for everyone. So anyone out there, I would encourage you to pause and really see how you interact. And that's what Sarah said is taking a minute, taking a breath, slowing down. And we can all move and I move 95 miles an hour sometimes. 
<laughs> I do. And I think if I am moving that fast, then I am making a difference. I'm making things happen. You know, to me that, you know, equating, you know, fast pace, busyness, box checking means I matter. I'm worthy. I'm do. I'm accomplishing. I'm finding out the slower I move, the more discerning I move. That's another word that you used moving between my head and my heart which is also leads into what you said is really read, not just reading somebody's energy, connecting, connecting through the heart space. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I'm the same way. It, like I, I can be a bulldozer and <laughs> I'm a problem solver, right? You have a problem. I'm going to fix it. And sometimes it's not about actually problem solving. Sometimes it's about someone feeling seen and heard. And just because I have a solution doesn't mean that that makes the situation actually better all the time. Sometimes it really is making sure that that person is okay, checking with them. And that's just sort of something that's going to play out across your life, professionally, personally. And by the way, we're talking about Intuition 101. And look at look at the places it's going. That's what blows my mind about intuitive development. It's certainly about being able to read the room or connect with your higher self, but it spills out into all aspects of our life and how we interact, how we connect, how we show up, but also how we give and receive, how and why, and our why. That's the other thing that feels like it's emerging here in our dialogue with intuitive development is cultivating meaning not purpose, but meaning. And the reason I use the word meaning is because meaning feels evolutionary. Meaning shifts, it changes, it grows, it flows like a river. And so much of intuitive development for me has been cultivating meaning in my day-to-day life, in my interactions, in my work, in my personal relationships, in my spiritual life. So checking our intentions or our motives and really getting clear on our side of the street And also creating receptivity, because like you, I can bulldoze, I can give, give, go, do, support, hold space, and think that is creating worth, but it is, it can end up being very depleting if I don't know how to receive, if I don't also know how to be, and sometimes just sit down and shut my mouth, (laughs) shut my mouth. Amen. That is a lesson I'm still working on. (laughs) Me too. Um, One day at a time. But, you know, I I think kind of something that you said really resonates with me related to this very exciting conversation about intuitive development that's taking place now. And I think has been really evolving over the last, especially two to three years, the days of, if you want to be a spiritual entity, you have to sit on a rock and meditate for an hour a day. You know, that conversation is over. A lot of people are looking for meaning in their lives and well, one, they're examining, but then reevaluating what their personal values are and what their belief system is. And for me, it has been a very slow progression in some ways because you're not just changing overnight. And my life is so radically different than when I started on this journey. It's simply the change in me and how I perceive and how I show up. And also looking at my personal values too. For my whole life, my personal values pretty much centered around authenticity and courage and sovereignty. And those are still my values. They just show up in a very different way now than I would have said maybe three years ago. I would have defined them a little bit differently. And that's really cool that you can be your authentic self and still have a spiritual journey that helps you to evolve. That's interesting because the values are still there. They just expand. 
they evolve and they grow and they become more broad and roomy and less dogmatic, less boxed in or compartmentalized. And like you were talking about, you know, at first, spirituality might go into one pocket, personal development, professional development, relationship development, health and wellness, whatever it is. And then they all start to bleed and interconnect with the same values and beliefs. And if our beliefs are limiting or our values are, are rigid and strict, we really shut ourselves off from infinite potential, unlimited potential, because we limit ourselves through our ego. And our intuitive development helps us connect, not, not get rid of our ego, connect our ego with our, our higher consciousness, with God, with the divine. So tell me this. And one other thing I do want to mention that you said that I loved is about we don't have to go and become a yogi and go to an ashram for the entirety of our life for months. Not that those things aren't amazing, but we can do this in bite-sized quantities that are palpable and fit into our daily life that don't take up a lot of room, but add a ton of value. Just a few moments of breathing in the morning and setting an intention. Today I'm available for God show up and work to and through me. Today I'm open. Today I'm aware and taking a few breaths, breathing, you know, seven minutes of meditation, four minutes of meditation, pausing and listening to someone and interacting, cleansing and clearing our energy. There are so many tools. What are some of your go-to tools? I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old... Oh, yeah. 
And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. What are some of your go-to tools that you can do in a day that are bite-sized, that are easy to incorporate with consistency? And that's the other thing is deliberation and consistency with intuitive development. And like Sarah said, it, this doesn't just, you don't just level up and all of a sudden your consciousness is expanded and you're psychic and you're floating on cloud nine. We can feel that way sometimes because we have those aha moments and bursts of energy that just propel us to the next level. We do have next level energy, but there's, there's also fundamental energy in the deliberation of these, the repetition and the deliberate practice of certain things that, that help cultivate intuition. What are some of those go-tos for you that have become more lifestyle and sometimes we forget, we rest on our laurels, our spiritual and personal laurels. But what are what are some of your go-tos that you'd like to share with people that might help them in getting started or recultivating their dedication to their their spiritual development and intuition? The one word you took right out of my mouth is consistency. So whatever whatever it is, whatever that spiritual practice is, just be consistent with it. Um, but every single day, I try really hard to always set an intention. And sometimes it's about very human things. It doesn't always have to be, I'm available for the most amazing day ever or financial abundance in every aspect of my life. Sometimes it's literally, my intention is when I go to the grocery store, I will have the perfect parking spot when I get there. And right on. I will, I right will tell on. you, I have the best parking juju of anyone I know, right? And so it can be very specific very human things that you feel like you need in that particular moment. And being aware that the universe is there to help you, that's where the intention comes from. It's setting the intention and then putting that belief out there that that intention will be met. Um, Typically, I do that in the mornings when I'm brushing my teeth, when I'm kind of getting ready, you know, thinking about the day because you're already running through your day in your mind. So I will set my intention with that. And this was something that I learned uh, from you early on was trying really hard to try something new, if not every day, multiple times a week. And it can be something very little, you know, using a different hand to brush your teeth or taking a different route to work. Maybe you take a different road, trying a different recipe. It's not about loving the recipe that you made. It's about consistently putting yourself out there and trying something new and trusting that the universe is supporting you with those decisions. And I have had that directly tie back to trusting my intuition. And sometimes I would do, I, and I still do this actually, especially when I feel a bit detached, the, the exercise of, do I want to do this? Yes or no. And whatever is the first thing, that's what I, that's what I go with. And it can be something as simple as, do I want to wear yellow today? Yes or no? No. Okay. Then I don't do that. Um, Do I feel like I need to take 
vitamin B today? Yes or no. And those are just very little things that I will do kind of throughout my day. And if I don't do it every day, I try to do it multiple times a week to just keep myself in that awareness space of that constant dialogue with the universe. Thank you. Because those, those things are so simple and also starting with very realistic intentions of, you know, it's my intention that I'm going to get a great parking place. I do that sort of thing. And I don't even have to, because I've done this stuff for so long, I don't even have to say it. I just say, oh, yep, parking place, it's coming, you know, or up. Oh, I'm just, this is going to be easy. But it's already because I'm in a flow and I've developed a framework. But I have to recognize and be consciously think it, feel it, know it, believe it. One of the things that I have done for years that I, I didn't know that I was doing this until, you know, a little bit of time passed and I got into my intuitive development. I used to travel quite a bit in my 20s for work and I was on an airplane every week. And at some point in getting on an airplane, you know, I would always say a prayer, God, you know, take care of all of us, the pilots, get us all, you know, to our destination safely. You know, I'd say a prayer for safety and security and ease of flight. And at some point that melded into, I would get on a plane and I would say safe in my mind's eye. And there would be this kind of shock wave that would run through my body. And that encapsulated, God help us get here safely. But it also was I know, I believe we will get from point A to point B. Everything will be fine. It will be smooth. It will be easy. I'll get from one concourse to another, the destination, my car, my rental car, the what like it started to encapsulate the whole experience of my travel. And knock on wood, I rarely have massive travel issues and delays. And that just safe intention, it's just a feeling, a knowing, but it's a belief. And somehow that's kind of like the parking juju thing. So using the little things, is, is this the color I want to wear today? You know, I mean, those things, I think that is such a great insight and pearl of wisdom for everyone to start small and then start seeing how it, recognizing how it plays out. And when you get the great parking place, when you wear yellow and somebody says, gosh, you look so sunny today, or you look so bright, or something is light about you, you know, smiling and receiving that energy, but also saying, wow, thank you. Because that's the stuff and holding that energy of, oh my gosh, I can't believe that. Oh my gosh, uh, wow. Like holding that energy for 12 to 18 to 22 seconds of transcendence, mysticism, magic, expansion, that creates the vortex, the momentum that comes with the discipline, the dedication, and the intentionality. Is there anything else you feel would be pertinent to share at this time with everyone in closing up? Thank you so much for joining us. You've, you've given a tremendous amount of wisdom and ease of intuitive development to, to me in the remembrance of a lot of times a catalyst is what <laughs> is what gets us on our spiritual path, but it doesn't have to be. We don't have to get propelled onto a spiritual path through something painful, difficult, or hard. We can just choose to do it today. But a lot of us, it does happen through some rock bottom. But what you also mentioned is taking a real accountability, accepting responsibility, recognizing that a higher power is supporting you, pausing and taking a breath in order to connect with someone's energy, to read their energy, to listen, to pay attention, to connect heart to heart, 
to ask the question of what is my intention? What is my motive behind this interaction or this engagement or whatever it is that is coming up? Becoming vulnerable, becoming vulnerable in healthy ways to really intimately connect with people. Realizing that intuitive development comes in small bite-sized packages, it doesn't necessarily mean going to Tibet and becoming a monk in Tibet, but then getting consistent and then saying, wow, thank you, and then doing it over and over again. Anything else that you want to add in closing? I'm so grateful for you showing up today. This is such a beautiful flow to intuitive development and also the gifts that it can give us personally, professionally, spiritually, and in all aspects of our lives. I think you said it'd be like starting small to play big, right? That's kind yeah. of really what we're, what we're talking about here. The only thing I would add, just thinking back, and, and this is something that has become part of my daily routine, but has actually was triggered by my spiritual journey is the movement of energy into physicality and how working out and moving every day, it really does enhance and heighten your senses and your development and your psychic abilities. Um, And it's very counterintuitive in many ways because people sort of think that you have to be out of your body. It's all about connecting with spirit. And some of my most spiritual and profound experiences that I've had have been when I have been very much in my human, very connected to my body and working out and making sure that I'm moving energy in and out of my energy field through either yoga or meditation or even boxing. There's, there's a lot that, that happens uh, in that bio field and moving the body and being in your human is a wonderful, wonderful way to connect to your psychic abilities and really enhance them. I am so glad you brought that up. And I said, tell me something else that we haven't discussed because just recently you were going through something and having having, having a moment, <laughs> you know, and not the kind of moment Kim Kardashian talks about. Like, <laughs> this is a moment. No, it was a moment. You know, we, it was a moment. I was the and- dumpster fire for about two weeks, y'all. <laughs> Amanda was like, girl, get it together. <laughs> And one of the first things I said is, can you please go move your body? Like you, and what did you, you're like, okay, I'm going to go box. And I'm like, box the heck out of it because energy can turn to physical matter. It can turn to dis-ease. The dis-ease can actually turn into literal physical disease. And if we don't move it, it will get stagnant, dormant, and it will turn into heavy, dense physical matter especially, I mean, high vibrational stuff can show up that way and low vibrational stuff can show up that way. But I know that. And sometimes I get massive psychic and intuitive hits when I am running, when I am working out and moving my physical body in a yoga class, a Pilates class, doing high intensity training. I know that I have to create fire in my body and all of a sudden it fires up my soul, my mind, my heart. It moves emotions. It reveals more to me than is than is available when I am stagnant. So yes, I'm so glad you brought that up. That is a wonderful note to remind people about as far as cultivating intuition, because it is physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. It's, it's all of it combined, and it creates that alignment. All of them are, are moving parts. So the emotional piece, being able to feel our feelings, to connect on an emotional level, to really pay attention, to recognize our thoughts, our words, our interactions 
the physical body where we're holding tension and pain, being able to move it to create fire. And then the energetic comes, the spirit, the spiritual component comes, the, the intangible comes through a lot of tangible work. This has been illuminating and there's so many nuggets of wisdom that you have shared today that are not just nuggets. They're really profound, but they're so accessible. And that's what I love about intuitive development. It's accessible, especially when we're consistent, when we're deliberate and we, we dedicate ourselves to, to our growth. And it can, it can show up in so many ways to enhance our, our life. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having this me. Been, this is uh, this is the this is why we do this stuff. Going soul to soul, hearing other people's perspectives, getting reminded, like you said, doing this through community. It's not solely about doing it by ourselves. We do it through community, and as our intuition develops and our vibration starts to shift and change, we begin to attract new people, places, and energies into our lives that are like our tribe, that are people that we can lean on and they can lean on us to grow and to and to develop. And so having relationships that are spiritually enriching, that has been a cornerstone for me in in the last decade. And, and you certainly fall into that category. I'm I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for your wisdom, the things that you teach me, and also your friendship on a soul level too, because I know we're, we, we know that we are connected on a soul yes. level, that our souls are very familiar. Thank you everyone for joining us. If you are new to intuitive development and, and wanting to dive in and enrich yourself, I've got a couple of, and also if you're, you're seasoned. So if you're new, you're seasoned. If you're a coach, if you are a psychic or an intuitive, I've got a couple of great blogs and resources that are helpful. One of them is about cultivating your intuition. It's Intuitive Development 101, Five Ways You Can Strengthen Your Innate Abilities. And another is the four intuition types and what they mean, the clairs. So we mentioned those things in in this discussion. So if you are looking for some tangible resources, you need a little bit more guidance, head on over to my blog at soulpathology.com. There's all sorts of resources there. And if you have insights, questions, comments, anything that resonated with you, I would love to hear from you. You can email me podcast at soulsessions.me. It's a little bit different. So it's not .com, it's .me, podcast at soulsessions.me. That's where you can reach me. I'd love to hear your feedback. Anything that resonated, any comments that you have, questions that you have, please reach out, communicate with us. We want to share because this is about community building and we build and raise our vibration through like-minded hearts and community. I hope you enjoyed this. You found some enrichment and you're leaving this place a little bit higher, brighter, awakened and alive than you came. Thanks for joining me. I'm Amanda Rieger Green, and this is Soul Sessions. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge 
Challenge Podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 